because it's fucking true. It's true. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to your family. You're lying to your friends. I don't know. You're lying to the dish. I didn't talk yet. Oh, oh. I'm like, what's happening? It's so weird. <laughs> I just am like in sort of in stunned silence, I guess. I guess. It happens every once in a while. Oh, my God. <laughs> How are you? I don't know. I'm okay. I'm okay. I was just watching... Um, Sterling K. Brown's Instagram video talking about his Oscar nomination. My favorite, Sterling K. Brown. That's really exciting for people today, I guess. I don't know. I didn't realize it was happening. I didn't really realize it was happening either, but the reason I loved the video so much is really not for Sterling K. Brown. I'm very uh, happy for him. I just like that his wife was walking around in the background doing tasks. She was like turning <laughs> off the like, lights. You, you can get a fucking Oscar nomination and it's business as usual in this house. Like that is the truth, I think, of life, man. Like, you know. <laughs> she was like, I got to turn these lights off and microwave some stuff, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I feel that. Uh, well, good for him. Good for everybody. Congratulations, Congratulations, everybody. Congratulations, everyone, slash I'm sorry to... This man? I'm sorry to this man. I'm sorry to this woman, it seems like. I mean, there was, you know... Who didn't get nominated that wanted to get nominated? Uh, I don't know. I, uh, like, what are the snubs? Margot Robbie didn't get nominated oh, for didn't? Barbie and Greta <gasps> Gerwig didn't get nominated <gasps> for Barbie. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Even though Greta didn't get nominated? I don't think so. Margot no. Robbie, I gotta be honest, bless. She's great in the movie. Yeah. But like, I understand, that's not like an Oscar, that's not like what the Oscar voters love. But Do everyone you know I mean? else got nominated from Barbie. Wait, what? America Wait, what? and... Wait, I, wait, what? Ken, yes. Wait, Ken. what? I just call him Ken now. That's his name. Wait, what? Yeah, so, it, it, I mean... I have to say, I really have not been following, because I really had no horse in this race this right, year. Right, right. AKA Michelle was not in a Exactly, movie. <laughs> exactly. So I haven't been, so I haven't been following, like, what the, even, like, I mean, obviously, Barbie is the biggest movie of the last, like, five years or Barbie whatever. is its own reward, I guess, but that's fucking bullshit that Greta didn't get nominated. She didn't get nominated for director or writing? Um, No, writing, yes, but not for director. Fuck that, man. That's such a fucking dumbass boys club. Fuck that. I hate well, it. as everyone immediately made the point that it's like the most, it proved Barbie's point. Of course it proves Barbie's point. And that sucks for Margot Robbie. She's incredible and... Whatever. That just all sucks. I was only saying my only point is just that like Oscar voters, like you've seen that. Yeah, they like a prestige picture. They like like someone with like an accent. Yeah. They like someone with like a lot of crying. I mean, to be well, fair, she, she was does doing have an, an accent. accent. Yeah. 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 Because for her, it's yeah. No, but I mean, they like like a period like they're like, I don't whatever. They like like a prestige. Yeah. You would thing. listen. You would have expected Barbie to be completely snubbed across the board if, you know, because it's like a movie that's meant 
for women about toys or whatever, like all those reasons. Right. No, no, no. A hundred percent. Like if it didn't make a billion dollars, right. it would have been, yeah, a hundred percent. But right. that does seem weird. That does seem weird. Bummer. I also I'm just feel like because I wanted her to dress like peaches and cream Barbie. Aww. You know, did you see all of her pictures like for her press tour for Barbie, how her stylist had matched, like had essentially done custom looks from huge designers that were either like a direct <laughs> like interpretation Rep- yeah, or, or, yeah. or like a very beautiful homage to Barbies throughout history. Yes. It was like my favorite thing ever. Yes. It was so I loved it. It was so cool. It was really cool. I always feel like I kind of felt like this morning I was like it is a bummer but also these awards are just like it's made up. Like and I have to tell myself this all the time like you already got the you already got the prize, right? You you're getting to do this super cool job. You get to make a lot of money and like on the other side, on the altruistic side, you get to like get a message out to a lot of people and you have a huge platform. Mm-hmm. And you know, so you you already won, right? Like Barbie already won. Mm-hmm. But all that being said, they are still having the awards and like it does suck when something that was clearly beloved and I'm I mean I'll just say like life changing it seemed like for a lot of people that saw it like it is mm-hmm. a bummer that it somehow can't be included in in the celebration or whatever but Barbie already won like above and beyond and it's just more par for the course. The awards are made up. And I always think this is like the best thing that can happen for someone uh, not getting nominated when everyone thinks sometimes she should get. Sometimes a snub. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes a snub really is the thing that's like, because then everybody rallies behind you. Yes. And then they say all these nice things that maybe they wouldn't have said before because they would have been like, well, she got the nomination, so she doesn't need all the nice things said about her. Exactly. I kind of know what you mean. Yeah. It was like when our show got canceled. canceled <laughs> and then everybody said all the nice things. And then people that now still to this day that I didn't know um, even liked or watched the show have really nice things to say about it. Which is really nice. It is nice and it does feel like um, I wish we would have still been doing the show, but (laughs) but who fucking knows because it would have been the pandemic. Right. And then... I, w- girls five eva might not have had none of that you know we don't we we probably wouldn't have done the podcast this podcast wouldn't exist we don't we just let's can't be know. real yeah yeah let's be real you're probably 100 right so yeah it's just one of those things where i'm like i'm not worried about those women i'm not worried about bradley cooper either he also did not get a best we director really? nomination because you know I am worried about Bradley Cooper. Because of that hat? <laughs> that is, I don't, that hat is something weird. It was a weird hat. Case. I felt like he, okay, so Casey sent me, guys, sorry. This is like, this is just in our own world. Casey sent me a paparazzi photo of the coop wearing what can only be described as a mid-90s raver hat. <laughs> that is so uncalled for. The hat was uncalled for, I have to say. 
It was just so big. I like it's so big. I always think of movie stars as having like bigger than normal heads. Like, you know, I won't say, I, well, okay. I won't say who the celebrity I was sitting next to was, nor will I say who the celebrities he was commenting on were. But at the Emmys one time I was sitting next to an iconic sitcom star. And this is in the 90s, so you guys can do the math. Uh, And we saw the stars of like a current 90s sitcom walk by and he was like, their heads are so big. And I was cracking up. And then he said, they look like apples on pencils. And I couldn't stop laughing. But also that thought has never left my brain. Like how big, like, I think that's part of like, part of what helps you make it as a celebrity is having like a, like a bigger head to body ratio, a bigger face to body ratio. (laughs) I don't, I have no fucking idea. Maybe it just, it looks good on camera. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. But I was like, that that hat actually makes B. Coops's head look small. Like that. It's just like, because it's like a beanie. You know what I mean? Like, I've never seen an overpowering beanie in my life. It. And he had to wear like wide leg trousers, I feel like, to balance it out. Looks like he was trying to do. It looked like he was cosplaying as people I hung out with <laughs> in Arizona. It was very strange. He looked so cute, and his face looked so small under that giant beanie. And then I was like, "Does he have like?" I was like, "Cause you know, <laughs> we've seen some things on B Coops's head. You know, like we were." In Busy Tonight era, we were obsessed with him having a bang. <laughs> like, he always had, like, one single piece of hair pulled down. <laughs> we so, we so <laughs> and so we were always on Bradley Cooper bang watch to we see, We were like, so obsessed with it. It was so <laughs> fucking funny. It made me laugh so hard. Where we were like, guys, has anyone seen is Bradley Cooper wearing his bang this week or not? <laughs> To see if he had, like, a little bang. It was so, like, always, like, one perfect piece of hair, like, brought down on his forehead. But we've seen him with, like, permanent rollers, like, like, you know, like a rod set for, like, a permanent in his hair. We've seen that from one of, what movie was that from? Where he had like what? a perm and like there was a scene where he had oh, his hair all set in That rollers. was that movie, that movie where everybody looked like they were just in costumes. Yes, yes, yes. With Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. American yeah. disco fever. <laughs> <laughs> you know the movie. You know the movie. We have I have great authority to be talking about the Oscars this morning when I can't remember that movie, and I think it was called American Disco Fever. Anyway, we've seen him is with... It, no, is it, it's, what is it called? It's like... It has to do with America. I know that. <laughs> it does? American Hustle. American Hustle. Did I just come up with it? Yes, I it's think American you did. Hustle. American Hustle. American Hustle. Right. Okay, yeah. So it, that's the movie where he was wearing, like, he was getting, like, a perm, right? Like, on he, the... the I didn't see the movie, but he, he had really curly hair. Yes. Yeah. I think he was getting a perm in that movie. It could have been. I don't know. My point is we've seen a lot of wild things on Bradley Cooper's head. So like, 
I'm ready for it. Like, I'm ready for whatever the next is. But um, for some reason, that beanie, I th- it made him look have so... To post this fo- you're going to have to post this photo, I think. He looks so tiny not- and young. Guys, you need to know what we're talking about. You just need to know what we're talking about. It was I like-, like him so much. By the way, I really feel like we could have... We could we could have gone one of two ways starting this podcast today and just <laughs> launching into Oscars into Bradley Cooper and the bang. <laughs> the bangs of your the things that he puts on his head. Bring back the bang, Bradley. Maybe he will. He's, I you know we know we don't live far from each other. Really? It's so weird to me that I don't see that I haven't seen him. You know, I've known him literally since I was like a kid. I know that you guys do you were know this like, story how we know each other? I don't think I do. Initially? No. We met when he was like in on a TV show that was filming in Vancouver when I was doing white chicks. Okay. And uh and I can't remember if that show was before or after the show that he did on Fox called Kitchen Confidential that was based on the Anthony Bourdain yes. book. I like that Where he show. Like essentially was like playing Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, yeah. Because I had a friend that was on that show too. So then I knew him through that as well. But like, but I can't remember, but I can't remember if that. Vancouver thing. I think the Vancouver thing, like, like what I'm saying is that I can't remember if I had already met him when we were in Vancouver. Right. Or if that was the, I think that was the first time I met him. Yeah. Maybe not. He was doing like some USA show or something. It's just so funny. Like he really, he really like worked a lot before he got famous. Before he became like yeah, like a like a movie guy a, a and then like a director and, and a director. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah. He really like he really like was on a lot of different he had a lot of shots of like TV shows and things that like if they had been super successful they would have gone on for like 15 years and then he probably wouldn't have ended up a movie star. Do you right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um that's the way that stuff happens, guys. Amy Adams was on a very short-lived show tv show that didn't um end up did they ever even air it but i like i remember when she was like tv oh heath ledger screen test like did the test for um roswell wow the tv show wow like it's just like so wild like people's careers can just take wild turns especially in the beginning when they're like you don't you just want to work so you don't get to pick like I'm going to be in this prestigious <laughs> right thing and work with this director like the only people that get positioned that way are nepo babies which is why like they're the ones that end up you know they have such getting a head to do, start like, they that it, it is true they have like a 30 year head start on everyone else but that's not like, every but like also not every nepo baby not, not every nepo no, baby no not hashtag. listen Nepo baby, I, I will say that, like, especially in the current climate, Nepo babies have to deliver at some point or no one's going to keep. Nepo babies have always had to deliver. No. That's the other, that was always my thing. I've yeah. known a billion of them since I, because I, you know, went to college in Los Angeles and like. Yeah. 
And yeah. I mean, let's uh, let's be real. Nepo babies have every advantage in delivering because they have built-in mentorship and they have yes, like built-in. Also, in, so do you rich know. kids. Yes, like any yeah. any time that I'm like, I actually did this podcast last week for Michael Kushner who took my headshots. He's like, and he's like a theater guy and yeah. like he, a theater actor who's done just a bunch of different stuff. He like teaches now and like, you know, but he's, yeah. he's a really sweet guy. And so we were kind of talking about this, which is like the only time, you know, when I was starting out, like I was, I was so lucky that Freaks and Geeks was the thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because that immediate, I, but that was like a combination of the kind of people that wanted to work with someone who was a little fucking weird like me, like... I remember I just found my Freaks and Geeks, um, like my box set of Freaks and Geeks yeah. stuff um, yeah. when I was at the storage unit this week. Um, and there's some DVD extra where Judd's talking about casting me and he's like, she just had the weirdest energy, which is like <laughs> so true. I do have really yeah. bizarro energy. And so those guys wanted to work with me. But it was just like a, just like a, you know, I was so lucky that that was what, ended up being the first thing that I did. And I was talking to Michael because I was like outside of having just funds, like if you're a rich kid and you want to pursue a creative thing and you know that like your parents are always going to be there to like catch you or help you out, right? you're much more able to really hold out for like the incredible opportunity. Right. Because you're not concerned about making rent, right. you know? And like and you're just able to go for it more. And you're able to just like, yeah, because you have that. Like, Rich, I mean, that's like one of the... <laughs> My friend said it's one of the best things that I ever said to him and his brother was <laughs> that I like was going to eat at a restaurant. This was a million years ago. And I ran into them and I was like, what are you guys doing? And he's like, oh, we're shooting this short film, like, da-da-da-da-da, and like was explaining it to me. And I was just like, I didn't even think about it. And I was just like, rich kids, man, you guys are wild. <laughs> like, you just, like, you just like have funds to just like make a short film for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. wow, I wish I had had that, you yeah. know? One time we were, I won't say who, but Busy and I were talking about someone that is not like a technical Nepo baby, but someone, it was when Ariana Grande said that Pete Davidson had BDE, which we know stands for a big dick energy. And then Busy was like, do you think such and such a person has BDE? And I was like, billionaire dad energy. Yes. Billionaire dad energy. Yes. Yeah. He has it. Yeah, you can we feel came, it. We did. We coined billionaire. We coined BDD, BDE for billionaire dad energy. We really did. That was like another. That was in. That was another busy tonight. That was busy tonight, days. Did, did we put that on the air? Because I feel I like don't think we did because we didn't want to like call anyone out or whatever. But billionaire dad energy is billionaire real. dad energy is real. <laughs> Also, it's like twofold. Billionaire dad energy definitely like affords you the opportunity to like hold out and do the kind of creative work you want to do. But also those guys fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? You can always tell a rich kid by like how much fucking game he has. And like, like I can just tell. The confidence. 
That it's the confidence. They've it's moved like, in circles that we sure. all didn't become aware of we until we don't even know. Yeah, yeah. we don't even know. Yeah, we have no it's idea. like when Chrissy Teigen explained that there was a separate airport terminal that we weren't all aware of for for wealthy people. But you know, that was, that has always been my theory since before I even fucking knew that for real. Right. That, um, that the moment that celebrities or or rich people lose touch is the moment when they no longer have to check into airports or check themselves in at airports. Yeah. Or do anything like a normal person has to do. It's very interesting. I mean, I always have found it interesting. I never knew about the separate celebrity private terminal. Um, But I always found it interesting because I had bosses who at times flew private versus flying commercial. And I just always find it interesting. Like who thinks it's not a big deal to fly fly private? Yeah, who thinks it's not a big deal to fly private, but also, like, I've known super, super famous people who don't think it's a big deal or a big hardship to fly commercial. And, like, even, you know, even gonna go coach on standby, you know, some super famous people just, like, don't give a shit, and other super famous people are, like, I simply could not. And, like, I get both arguments. I'm not gonna try to blow up anyone's spot, but I did, I remember seeing Jesse Tyler Ferguson once flying from L.A. to New York, and, like, Modern Family, like height of Modern Family. Mm-hmm. And he and Justin were not, they were just like in coach. They yeah. were, he was like, it's fine. I don't care. Yeah. We're not with the kids. It's fine. <laughs> we're not with the kid. It's fine. Like, sometimes like, you no, just, sometimes no, you okay. just have to. I saw, I literally just saw, I don't know how old this video is, but I saw either an Instagram or a TikTok that someone shared of Rain Wilson in a mask on a plane. And he was showing that the guy sitting next to him eating his food was watching The Office and had no idea that Rain Wilson was sitting next to him. That's kind of funny. Oh, yeah, I saw that very too. Very funny. I saw that too. Yeah, so you never know. Like, the person sitting next to you. I've seen, like, I oh, my gosh. One time I was on a flight, and I don't know why. There must have been something happening, but there were a number of NBA present and former players on my flight and they were mixed throughout the cabin and I was like I just felt bad for them that they couldn't fly private because they're so tall I couldn't even picture them being comfortable in first class yeah that seems rough I um don't they all don't don't sports teams have their own planes probably they do don't they I I guess but I mean you know well it's one of those things it's like like networks and film companies have their own planes too, but you don't get to just like take it out any day you want to. It has to be like very, for good reason and really well arranged prior. So I guess if it's like, you know, I don't know. I've only ever flown first class a couple of times in my life. Once was thanks to you. You got me a ticket with your points. It's like my favorite thing. <laughs> that was the best flight of my oh, life, by the way. Wh- wait, but speaking of which, the other day on Instagram, I posted like, will somebody just fucking explain Oh, my yeah, the points perks? guy. Yeah. The points guy reached out and said that they would. Should, we, should I be like, do you guys want to be on our podcast right the fuck now? Yeah, the points guy... Um, we were supposed to have the points guy on before, but like there was, he, he got busy. I Ooh, think totally. He, Is there an email that I can use to connect you? Yeah. 
Oh, a lunch with Brian. Oh, I'm going to have a lunch with him? With the points guy? Oh, my God. What's happening? (laughs) What kind of perks are we getting? It better be free lunch. Um, Amazing. Well, you know I was so excited because I got that sinus thing for free with some sort of points. I I don't understand any of it. I have so many fucking points all over the place. And then I do feel like when I try to use them, people are like, whatever it is, they're like, no. Or they're like, okay, thank you. We'll take all your points. And then also we need $500. Okay. Well, I guess now I'm in a relationship with the points guy. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Our sheets. I got I I have the bowl and branch sheets and I love them. You do. They're so nice. They're so luxurious. They're luxurious, but also I got the ones that have the like like lines on them. Same. Well, I got them because you said you were getting them. I love them so much, Casey. I love them. They're like oh. my favorite sheets of all time. Yay! I love it. They're the- incredible. They're made of the rarest 100% organic cotton. Buttery. Breathable. (laughs) Softer and softer each time they wash. And they have a 30-night worry-free guarantee. I don't know what you would be worried about. I don't know. Because, like, it's love at first sight, but I love that they give you the option. I love them so much more than... The sheets that I had had on my bed for a while. I had like a, I don't, I'm not like a person that has like a ton of different sheets. Like, yeah. I kind of just get like, I'm like two or three sets, you know, to rotate. Yeah. Same. Well, now my bowl and branch ones have become number one. They're heavy rotation. rotation. Yeah. Because I, but I always want them. So now you have to get another set. <laughs> You're going to have to get another set or two, which is great. Well, I'm joining millions, millions of people who love these sheets. Over 11,000 reviews. Yeah. They're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. There's 13 different colors and all sizes. They're made without toxins, which I love. I was going to say, that's a thing that I didn't really think about too much, but you're laying on these sheets like your full body is in contact. And some bedding is made with chemicals like formaldehyde and pesticides yeah. and yeah. just all kinds of dyes. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. But yeah. Bull and Branch, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to think about it. Guys, in a recent customer survey, 96% said that bowl and branch sheets get softer with every wash. Uh, Personally, they could have interviewed me. I would have said (laughs) they get softer with every wash as well. I'm like just obsessed with them. They're great. I'm so happy that they're advertising on our podcast because guess what you need? Sheets. You need sheets. Can't live without sheets. You got to have sheets. They're also really good looking. It could be the nicest sheet in the world. And I'm so shallow. If it's not looking very cute on my bed, I don't want it. But these are so good looking. Agreed. Yeah. No, they, they're so cute. They're so cozy. They're so soft. I love them so much. Guys, you got to get into it. Sleep better at night with the softest sheets from Bowl and Branch. Get 15% off your first order when you use promo code BUSY at bullandbranch.com. That's Bull and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, 
branch, B-R-A-N-C-H dot com. Promo code BUSY. Exclusions apply. See your site for details. I just placed my Hungry Root order for when Uh, I come back next week after going to LA. I'm so excited. And I've been having such a hard time grocery shopping here. Really, really such a hard time. Yeah. And I just feel like I love that with Hungry Root, I know that I'm just getting healthy groceries delivered right to my door, things that I like, high quality, fresh produce. All in one place. You don't have to go to a million specialty stores. They have everything. They have everything. Plus, I did the full quiz thing. I love the quiz. Oh, good. Yeah, I love that too. I actually did it again because I had done it before. (laughs) But I wanted to change it because I did want to change it a little bit because I remember I was saying I wanted to do anti-inflammation. Yes, right. So I was like going back through and I'm like, oh, okay. So like now I'm doing this with this in mind. Right. And I'm excited for the simple recipes because they showed me like my choices of the different things that I'm going to get, the meals I can eat. Yes, yes. I'm very excited about them. I love it too. And I love that also they will alter recipes for you. Like I try not to eat as many carbs as maybe most people. And so I can still get the recipes with the biggest carb components removed. My biggest thing this year is that I really am wanting to reduce my food waste. It's something that's important to me. Yeah. And Hungry Root can help save up to 30% on food waste each week. And I said, we're going to see about that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love I'm that. Gonna, I believe you. And I'm I'm in for that. And I love the recipes. Like, you know, I want to cook more. And I'm good. I can follow a recipe. I'm not at the place where I could just like cook like a person who, you know, doesn't follow a recipe. And they're just <laughs> like, I'm just going to throw this in and this in and this in. And then I have like this delicious chicken stir fry. Right. Like, that's not how I am. I can't do that. Right. I need to follow a recipe. And so I'm excited because I'm getting these recipes that taste great, yeah. quick, easy. fairly easy to follow. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm very into it. I love it. I highly recommend. And you don't have to get like every meal. That's right. the other thing. Right. I didn't do that because I know myself I'm going to eat out a lot. Right. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> like, you just, you know. Well, I love it because it's there for you, giving you the help that you need and not anything more, nothing that you don't need. Nothing that you don't need. And the other thing I like is that we can offer you a special deal. Oh, and right now, Hungry Root is offering Busy Phillips is doing her best listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. You just go to HungryRoot.com slash busy to get 40% off your first delivery and your free veggies for life. That's <gasps> HungryRoot.com slash busy. You got to use our link so they know we sent you. Okay, this is... I'm going to change the subject drastically. Guys, drastically. Drastically. Um, I'm getting my colonoscopy tomorrow. Okay. I'm so... Annoyed. I don't want to do it. I didn't Just know. Uh, you said I'm so, and I was like nervous, excited, annoyed. I get it. I just like don't want to do it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just, yeah. And then I and I texted that to Mark earlier, and he's like, I do feel like it would be weird if you did. And I was like, I guess. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Does anyone? I mean, it's like definitely, it's definitely a prestige that 
no one is like, so stoked my colonoscopies this week. Right, right. I'm drinking clear, but I ordered Second Avenue Deli here in New York City. I'm familiar. Which I love. Ugh, I love it. I fucking love it. Anyway, you know, you can just get clear broth from them. Chicken broth. Wow. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. From Sweden. Hold on one second. She's going to be annoyed. Let's see. Literally. Wait. Okay, wait, can you be, do you want to be on my podcast right now or no? I mean, sure, but you might have to edit this out. <laughs> what is it? Um, good. I love you. All right, goodbye. I love you, bye, I love you. Well, this is only going to end in disaster, but whatever. <laughs> um. Okay, and we're back. So Birdie just called, guys. Um. She had some updates for some we can't we some have hot goss hot teen goss she had some hot teen goss it is funny i think you relate to this casey that we have one child that tells us everything to the point where we're like mark and i are like sometimes like do we need all of this information <laughs> about all of these kids yeah. like, you know what i mean like yes. she tells us everything yeah and then and then there's cricket who it's really tough to get information out of and to talk to her about anything. Yeah. You know? And she just doesn't, she doesn't like to give a lot away. She keeps it close to the vest. Yeah. To the chest. To the whatever. I think there's like some birth order to it. I think there's like personality type. Totally. And also, and also, Birdie takes up a lot of fucking room. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I think they just become accustomed, the younger ones in our family dynamic, to having, like, um, more of an interior life. And, you know. Yeah. So even when it's, like, even when there is more room, and you're, right. like, there, fill it. There's been more room. I invite you to fill it. They're, like, no, I'm, like, on this path now where I don't tell yeah. you shit. Which, yeah. you know. I mean, but Lincoln's always been quiet, like, <laughs> until he's not, you know? He's he's always been quiet until, like, something happens. Most notably, one time he had suffered a great deal of blood loss due to an accident, and he really put on an entertaining show in the ER. And I was like, I think he's in shock. <laughs> like, Eli and I just couldn't get over how hilarious he was being covered with blood in the ER. Can I ask you, because this is like part of Cricket's thing too, though weirdly, is that she has zero, zero desire to ever like admit she's sick or hurt. Like yes. she won't, she doesn't even want to do that. Like she never wants to tell us if she's sick or hurt. And we're like, babe, it's okay, you have a cold or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever it is. And she's just like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I don't know what that is. It's, I think it's about not wanting to like further burden and stress the family system when, you know. Right. I'm sure it's almost instinctual and animal in a way. You know what I mean? Just to be like, 
I can, I'm bringing up the rear in this family and I can see what's going on. And if I add one more stick to the pile, something's going to break. So I, I do think it is that, but I also think that they're also kids, right? So I think their understanding of what could or would break a family is not correct, but it doesn't matter as many times as you're like, it's okay. Right. I like YouTube is Lincoln's third parent. You know what I mean? Like he, as soon as he was able to Google how to do something, he never asked for like another thing again. He never asked for help with another thing again. He would go to YouTube first to learn how to do something. And he's learned so much from the internet. But like as a parent, do I want that? No, I want him to learn things from me. But I can also understand it. Speaking of two DIY things, number one, I saw your husband's post the of finishing the bathroom floor <laughs> in your home. Yes. It looks incredible. He did such a great job. He did an incredible job. It looks so beautiful. On the flip side, <laughs> I this morning attempted to hang a Roman shade in my kitchen yeah. using my power drill. Yeah. And and it did not work. No. And it ripped out it ripped out of the ceiling oh, no. immediately as soon as I got it up. Basically. You put it in the it was in the ceiling. It's in the the like soffit of okay. the window. And thing. is the soffit made of drywall? It's dry and I put anchors in, yeah. but they just weren't it wasn't strong enough. It wasn't. The anchors weren't strong enough. And there was so much dust and I ended up like wearing my fashion glasses to protect my eyes and I was like covered in dust and I'm like, this building is so old and it's probably asbestos and I'm like sucking in asbestos right now. And I was really like feeling defeated by it. Like, the fuck is wrong with me? Like, how can I not do this thing? I know, we know that, but like still, you know what I mean? Like it was just, yeah, it was just really bumming me out that I like couldn't do this for myself or whatever. When you get your shit together to do something that you've been meaning to do and it just immediately falls, falls out. Because guys, I realized that one of the extra Roman shades that I ordered was the perfect size for the, in the kitchen. And it wasn't going to be a total loss. No. And so, and I was like excited about it. And so I was like, I'm going to put it up because I just feel like that's, it actually is like, looks cute. Like the colors, a good color for the kid. It's like good. Yeah. In there. And so I got like excited about it and I was like, yeah, it's not a total loss. Oh, because also I'm gathering, continuing to gather. Mark and I went back to the storage unit, went through the second half of the stuff. Oh, great. Um, yes. And we're getting it all over to Cure Thrift next week so that we can start like getting it all like set up or whatever. Yeah. Um, and (laughs) minus like our books. So interesting that all this stuff is like been, that people have been talking about, what is it called? Like wealthy with books or something like that. Like, Oh, I don't know. There's something that I've just seen recently. Book rich. Maybe it's from TikTok or something. Oh, maybe. Is it? Is it book rich? I don't know. That's what I would say. Well, 
you know who was fucking book rich in Los Angeles? Your girl. Yeah. I had that whole hallway that was like <laughs> huge yeah. and just all built in bookshelves. And Mark and I both have a one billion books right. together. Yeah. So we decided, but I'm like, I'm not ready. I don't want to, I don't like, I, lo- I love having books. Like right. I, I do consider, like in part, I think it's because of my mom, like how my mom is. But like, I do love having a lot of books because, yeah. and also shout out to Abdi Nazemian, whose book. Yeah, um, won the Stonewall Prize. Won the Stonewall Award two days ago, yesterday. Anyway, all that to say, like hundreds of boxes of books are going to show up to this apartment and I don't know what the fuck's going to happen after all that. Because right. well, I'm going to have... We're just going to like... Because what I think we should do is... go Like, because we couldn't... Like in a cold storage unit place, like I, we weren't opening all the book boxes and going through right, the books. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that didn't make sense. Yeah. Anyway... Um, the sale is really exciting. That is really exciting. And um, I know I showed you this, but I found all of our merch that we didn't sell when we did our live shows. Yeah. Because, ma'am? <gasps> what's what what's is happening? It? Is someone here? Oh, it's Kirsten. Kirsten's here, weirdo. I think maybe you should take her for, I don't know. She's seeing ghosts or something. <laughs> she just barked at the plant. Let me say hi to Casey. Hi, Kirsten. Nice to see um, you. So, yeah, so we're going to sell all this. Yeah. At the sale. Yeah, and maybe we, can, um, maybe we can save out a few to do a giveaway on the Substack or something for people who can't make it to the sale. Whole. Well... But also, um, Liz from Cure Thrift is like, we can do stuff online. We can do like... Oh, amazing. Raffle raffle, and like auction stuff online. Oh, great. Okay. Excellent. Um, That's so exciting. And here's what I've decided. Here's what I've decided about my pot, like a pig pot for... I think I'm going to do, guys, a raffle that she's going to run. Um, or because it, she's not going to run it, uh, because Liz from Cure Thrift has done a bunch of stuff with Amy Sedaris. I told you, yes, that, right? Yeah. You know? Um, I know we wanted to buy her fireplace that they recently were selling. Wait, really? Yeah, I mean, we didn't, but we did. We wanted it because because know. she was wait because Liz was literally like that. That didn't go great. Oh, like she no. was like, not a lot of people wanted it. Because it's so big. You know what <laughs> I mean? That's what I said. Like, that's and I was what... like, New York City is fucking hard. To, yeah. You know, anyway. Um, so the raffle, so she has this like company, I guess, that does the raffle thing. So then you can just like, and I just feel like for my pig pots, I appreciate so many people who've like, who like want to buy them and whatever. Yeah. And I just honestly... I don't want to do like an auction. I feel like that's unfair because I don't think it's fair for like the person who has the most right. money to right. get a thing. Right. You know? So like a raffle seems like the best yes. version of like fundraising for a cause plus someone gets a pig pot Agreed. at the end of it. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Don't you yeah, agree? Yeah, listen, I think both. Like, I think an auction is great when you're raising money for something and it's a bunch of, like, baller people outbidding each other to, like, well, get something great. If if especially if you're at, like, a gala fundraiser exactly. or some And shit, you know right? everybody yes. already spent a million dollars on what they're wearing and what they're eating and just to even yes. be there. Right. But when you're talking about, like, our friends and we all have regular jobs and, like, I, you know, I want a chance. I just, yeah, I, I, think I just that's want so somebody great. who, like, you know, can spend whatever, 20 bucks exactly. to get. And then if somebody has more, they can buy more raffle tickets, whatever. Exactly. Should I put a limit on it? Do you put a limit on how many people can get? That's a good question. You know, in um, Provincetown, Massachusetts, I know mm-hmm. one year they like that we were there, they actually auctioned off property and they made like $100 raffle tickets for like a house. And Whoa. I remember people being like, do I want to buy $1,500 worth of raffle tickets for like a greater, ch- like, is it worth $1,500 to have mm-hmm. 15 times the chance to win this house? I didn't buy any because I didn't, I just didn't. I, well, I wasn't it, getting it does, into that. It does increase your odds, right? Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. That's a good question. You could maybe make a limit on it. That would make it the most fair. Yeah. Is if you limit it. Limit five per whatever. Exactly. I don't exactly. fucking know, guys. I haven't worked out those details yet. But but just but my point is just know that there will be things that will be like available online. That's and so cool. For everyone. And also Liz wants to go through stuff with me. And she's like, I want special, like she's like going to pull things that she she just has a lot of experience doing this now yeah. you know with Amy and every everything and she's like so there will be like tons of stuff that you have to be here to right. get right right also like the furniture and like stuff like that obviously yeah. you can't ship that you stuff ship it's that. like they can arrange yeah delivery, someone can arrange like, yeah yeah it's not this it's not yeah so there's that but she's going to like help pull out things where she's where she sort of decides like there might be a dress that maybe I wore on busy tonight or something you know that's exciting and that will get pulled and then we'll do probably like either a raffle or auction on her Instagram yeah so that like people who aren't there in person can do it yeah that's so fun that sounds like it's gonna be so fun I know. I was going to see if you wanted to come out for it. Yeah, I think I just have to, uh, you know, talk to my fam and see if they're okay with losing me for a couple days. I mean, let's not put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, uh, I just have to make sure that I don't have to be here for anything. I have Um, to talk it over. I don't just uh, sneak out of my house. Which I would like to do, but I, sometimes I feel like it seems weird to be like, I just have to talk to my fam, but we are codependent in that way where we all share like cars and shit. <laughs> That's really what I mean. Not that I need permission. I just need to make sure that people would be okay if I uh, dipped out for a couple of days. Right. That there's nothing going on in yeah. that moment that in the middle requires of, yes. you. Yes, exactly. The the flooring for the rest of the house is being delivered tomorrow. Things what? like what that. What are you doing in the... 
We're doing the enough. whole. Okay, so if you if you saw my husband's Instagram post, I was also going to post it, but I wanted to wait until he finished putting the trim because I'm more of like a, a finished product bitch than he is. Wow, wow, wow. But um, which by the way, I figured out the pattern. I was I was integral. I love the pattern. It looks so cute. In figuring out the pattern. LOL, no. Um, but I will say that putting down a diagonal pattern of tiles is brain-breaking in some yeah. ways to, like, a simple person. <sighs> yeah, I it, can't. I, it really broke my brains. I had to write on the subfloor, like, which color went where, which is, I couldn't imagine uh, what tile installers go through. Anyway, um, the lighter color is going to be the color of the floor throughout the house. So, Oh, that's great. I yeah. love that. So it'll be, it, it's interesting. What, it'll be, the, what are the floors now? It They're like that weird Old West uh, w- bar saloon floor, <laughs> like wood that's all scratched up because of, wait, did I tell about like why the floor in our place is so damaged? <laughs> No. This always happens to us, by the way. This is like the third house we've moved into where the floors were trashed and we just had to move in on the day instead of fixing the floors before we moved in because there's always some like fucking snafu with the closing and you have to move in immediately. And like we know the smart thing, the thing that people with a lot of money do is they buy a house and they keep it vacant and they replace the floors before they move in. Then they move in all their stuff on top of it and they live happily ever after. We've never successfully done that because something always happens. In this case, the people we bought the house from, their house wasn't ready to move into and they were older and we weren't like gonna be like, get the fuck out of our house. You know, like we we were like, obviously stay in the house until your house is ready. And so we had to, sure. but at that point we had already given up our rental. And so at that point we had to move into the house with the floors as is. The reason our floors are trashed is because, you know, one of our, like our, we have floor to ceiling windows. They're gorgeous. Love it. Love living like this. But one that abuts an alley, the drain got clogged when there was uh, uncharacteristically heavy rain for Los Angeles. And so the water came in through the window. So there's that. So that part of the floor is trashed by the window and it was never repaired successfully. Eli, I will say, did a nice job making it look a lot better uh-huh. for uh, for the time being to hold us over. There was also another uh, part of the floor that was super, super worn. And when we were coming to like look at the house and inspect the house and everything the husband described to us about how he knew his wife's eyesight wasn't as good as it used to be because uh, she, he said it was very common to come out and find her feeding stray cats from the neighborhood in like no. what is now our dining area. No. And um, he was like, so that was normal. And like, Listen, stray cats, what say whatever. She was super into like rescuing cats and like getting them the health care that they needed. So to like Mm-mm. invite in some stray cats to feed is not that's not a bridge too far. I think that's something. Right, I'll, but I know where I, I actually feel like I know where this is going. One day he came in and she was feeding yeah. stray cats and like two of them were raccoons. Yeah. I and he it. was like I fucking know it. There's those are girl, those are raccoons. <laughs> I have to tell you the craziest story. (laughs) What? So 
when Mark and I started dating, which by the way, guys, I do want to just say Mark and I had this realization the other day. Oh, when we saw Kevin uh, Drew from Broken Social Scene. Yeah. When we saw him play, because Kev was like, guys, we've been friends 19 years. And I was like, what? Which means that in June, Mark and I, we started dating 20 years ago. Wow. In June. Wow. Fuck. Insane. I know. Um, Okay. So when Mark and I started dating, he owned a house because he was a grown-up. And um, the house was in a really cute part of LA. And he had a next-door neighbor. And we would sometimes find, like, we would some... No, no, no. This is... Wait, I'm conflating. I'm conflating. He had, a night, he had like, this next-door neighbor who was just, like, always his next-door neighbor. We'd say yeah. hi, whatever. I bought a house, like... I was looking for a house, I think, when we started dating. I bought a house, like, a couple months after we started dating. That was my first house. I moved in. There, the peanuts would like fall from this. Peanut shells would fall from the sky and yeah. hit me a lot yeah. in my yard, and could not fucking figure it out to save our lives. But like, obviously, someone in the neighborhood was like feeding peanuts squirrels with peanuts, squirrels, right? Yeah. Sure. Okay, this is so weird. After like living there for like a year ish, one day, I was pulling into the driveway, whatever. And I look and I knew that that house next door had been for sale and had been bought. Yeah. Like that happened while I was living there. Yeah. Peanuts, no shortage of the peanuts still have peanuts still happening. Um, I pull in and I look over and it's Mark's neighbor <laughs> who's walking into the house next door to me, to the house I bought. And I'm like, Mark, I think that Kevin is like visiting next door to the to my house, like visiting the house next door to my house that just was sold. Somebody just moved in there. I think he's like friends with them. No, he bought it. He li- he moved. Isn't that fucking That's weird? So weird. Which is how we found out <laughs> that in that he found when he moved in in the basement of the house he bought, the house next door to my house. Yeah. There was like a Costco bag of like like a like a ten pound bag of peanuts. Oh my god! That was just had a hole in it, and there was like a way in. The, sure. The animals had found had made squirrel party, and they had just been. They, no one was feeding them. They had just been sneaking in and grabbing peanuts for like a year and a half and oh then he found he found the bag closed up the hole and those animals were never they were never nice after that <laughs> they were so mad they were so fucking I don't mad. blame them squirrels are really smart they can like remember where they buried a peanut like I don't know the exact details I just remember being very impressed by the exact details well, that I read Perhaps on a, I mean, a TikTok. Gina could Gina could stand to learn a thing from a squirrel because I give <laughs> that girl I give that girl a little whimsy chew chew bone. And it's just she missing. sets it down and then it's and then she can't find it. Uh, and it's like I'm like, it's literally right here, Gina. Yeah. It's in front of you. Yeah. 
And we've, then she acts surprised. We've domesticated their all their talents out of them, I guess. Yeah, she's she would definitely not, not survive. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I think that Josh Radner, because I was like looking at his Instagram because he got married and I yes, saw the, yeah. the like thing and well, there were two news stories about it and the New York Times one that was like covering the wedding and then a second one that was like 58 people were stranded at Josh Ratner's wedding because of weather, <laughs> which kind of was amazing. I think that he has a sibling of Gina's. Oh, really? His dog is like a sibling of Gina. <gasps> Your in-laws. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should get them together. Maybe. Would they recognize each other? Would they know? They probably would, I would think. I think they're, yeah, I think they would. I feel like they would. Snoopy always recognized all of his siblings. Well, they look just like him. I mean, they're, you know. They were cartoons. There's a great diversity of of Snoopy's siblings, but they always remembered each other. Oh, she's right here. She heard me talking about Uh, her. Do you think she's embarrassed now? I don't think so. About the whimsies? I don't think so. I think she's all right. Um... A liquid diet is so stupid. Who's doing a liquid diet? Me. Oh, because of your... Oh, yeah. I, well, I just think of that as like procedure prep, not... Yeah, but I'm sorry that you can only eat liquids. I yeah, mean, I mean, well, yes. Like you, lo- you like liquids. You're not against liquids, but when it's the only I mean, thing... You, you them, also like solids. Yeah, I really like to chew. Yeah. That's a bummer. I'm chewing. That's a bummer. Anyway. Chomps are really making a move. I'm finding, I see them everywhere now. I saw a person in the store and they were buying all of the chomps off the shelf. And I was like, save some for the rest of us. But also, sir, I get it. Sir, I get it. I get it. <laughs> you need a snack. You need it fast. You want something that's high protein, especially you. If yes. you need a snack, Casey. Yes. When Christine, Chrissy B. Chrissy needs a snack, chomps. Chomps, chomps. it up. Chomps are there. You know what it is. It's like a high protein meat snack. You're familiar with the form of chomps. But what I'm here to tell you is that it's super high quality and super delicious and mm-hmm. so the fact that it's so convenient is kind of mind-blowing to me that I can just toss them in my bag and they're ready to go. Well, because they have the best flavors. Yes. And they use real ingredients. And it's the protein that you need, up to 12 grams per stick, no unhealthy additives, and zero grams of sugar. Right. Which is Which, amazing and important. Sugar is in... Literally everything that you wouldn't even expect. When you're talking about like high protein snacks or drinks or whatever, there's sugar in a lot of those things. And if you're trying to avoid sugar, it's it can be really, really challenging to find something that fits the I'm not bill. trying to avoid sugar. Can I be honest? I'm not trying to avoid sugar. I'm yeah. trying to like limit it from the things that don't need it. Because I like my sugar where my sugar belongs in, in sugary candy. things. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm serious. Or like dessert or something like that. I don't want to like be at the end of my day and thinking to myself like, oh, well, my snack 
was like mostly sugar today, this afternoon. Right. I'm not anti-sugar, but I'm anti-sugar and things that don't need sugar. Right. And have sugar hidden in them. Dumb. It's not great. And chomps, chomps is the best. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry. They only source from farmers who raise animals humanely and farm responsibly. Chomp sticks come in nine different flavors. Uh, I love that variety pack. I'm going to tell you. Yes. I like the taco flavor. Yeah. Taco flavor. I know. I love the taco flavor. So good. I think it's the best. (laughs) And you can make like a mini charcuterie, you know, like you have your chomps. You can pair them with fruit, hummus, crackers, whatever you like, nuts. You can make a little uh, girl dinner. You can make make a girl dinner platter for yourself with it. (laughs) A little piece of chocolate. You could put a little piece of chocolate though. Exactly. Where the sugar belongs. Yes. That's right. Leave it where it belongs, guys. <laughs> we love Chomps so much. They've got thousands of five-star reviews. Guys, you don't have to take our word for it, but you should. Because our word is the best one because you know us. <laughs> and we both really love Chomps, okay? And you can order online and have them delivered straight to your door. So that's something, too. And you you can subscribe. I wonder if Christina subscribed. I'm, I'm going to do. Her. I think I'm going to get a subscription myself. Yeah, that's the smartest way. Well, right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping. Come on. When you go to chomps.com slash best. Also, you get to say the name. Guys. That's the best part. Go to chomps.com slash best to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. I do say go for the variety pack because you want to taste them all. Yeah. That's chomps. C-H-O-M. P-S.com slash best. Don't forget to use our link so that they know that we sent you. Oh, base. I love you so much, base. <laughs> but you know what? What? I just was going to tell you. What? I just saw online that they made like a collab with Barbie that, were, that was like hot pink. Yes. Basted. Now I want that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I want that luggage. I had black base luggage, and then you had like the the white. Like, I have the cream, the cream the, colored luggage, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I liked yours so much that I gave my black base to my husband and got myself the cream colored luggage in anticipation of I'm going to travel in 2024. I don't know where I'm going yet, but I'm going somewhere, yes. and I have the luggage. My luggage is ready. I'm. So into it. You know that I love base so much. Yeah. But I do get airport anxiety. Yes. Because I do have like issues that I'm like, well, it's my ADD. Yeah. (laughs) That I'm like, am I forgetting something? Am I forgetting something? And base has like really done the best thing for me because with base luggage, your bag has function and you look super cute. Here's the thing that stresses me out in the airport the most is like, have you ever had that bag that like you're just bumping along and like all of a sudden it just tips over, like the wheels just stop working? And you, A, feel stupid, but B, it gets you off your game. You're out of your flow. 
That is not an issue with my base rolly bag. Rolls no matter what, whether I have it like upright or I'm kind of dragging it along behind me like a train. The wheels Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. always work. And I'm so, so, so grateful for that. And then it's just really easy to handle to get up into the overhead bin. The telescoping handle works so smoothly. My carry-on bag slips over the handle of your rolly bag. So that bag's not flopping everywhere and knocking me over. Over tripping people. I can't stress enough how unstressed having a set of base bags makes me feel. Ugh, I just love them so much. And I love that like now we've had these base bags for at least a year. They look great still. They're like like aging wonderfully, my luggage, this luggage. Like, yeah. I'm kind of rough on bags and it looks amazing. I've taken it on it's, so many trips and it looks yeah. perfect still. Well, guys, listen, whether you're packing for a quick trip, looking to breeze through security, base has got you covered. We love it. We love this luggage. And I just think, I don't know, treat yourself. Thank you, actress right. Shay Mitchell, who, who developed. She's a genius. She's, she deserves the Oscars of luggage. Yeah, well, she has won them as far as we're concerned. Um, <laughs> Right now, Base is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash best. Go to basetravel.com slash best for 15% off your first purchase. That's base, B-E-I-S, travel.com slash best. Been annoyed this week, but I'm Okay. I've been very cranky this week as well. Really? Yeah. I've been so cranky. I've been really cranky. Yeah. I also like, yeah, I've just been very cranky. And like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to talk about it or not. <laughs> I have been really cranky. <laughs> I was cranky. I mean, I'm sh- listen, it's never about what it's about. But I was cranky because I know I've been talking about like domestic things a lot lately, but that's like my life, you know? And also I would like to throw out there that I recognize I'm so lucky. I have a partner that literally just ripped out our gross bathroom floor and put a nice bathroom floor in. And I have really helpful adult sons who are so helpful. Uh, And the crankiness inciting incident took place while my husband was, like, making me a pizza for dinner. So, like, I I have no reason to complain, but the inciting incident of my crankiness was that we use a lot of dishes in this house. Like, the dishwasher could easily get run two times a day. And I always tried to look at it as, like, it's a net positive. We eat at home a lot. We don't eat out a lot. So, yes, we use a lot of dishes. And so the upshot is that, like, the dishwasher is running, and then sometimes there's a surplus of dishes either to the side of the sink or in the sink. I prefer to put them to the side of the sink. Reason being, I'll clarify now, is that I hate when dishes are in the sink and they're dirty and then someone does something else in the sink and it runs water into all the dishes that then just sit there full of tepid water and greasy food bits. Like literally disgusting. Literally disgusting. And like, 
I'm not even saying like, oh, I think that looks gross. And I mean, like, for me personally, it looks gross. Also, I can scarcely bear to touch dishes like that. So that means that like, I'm I'm out. Like, I'm not doing the dishes. It then becomes someone else's problem because I'm not going to touch. It also almost makes me dry heave, like little pieces of tomato floating around in orange. I actually don't want to talk about it right now. It's so gross. So anyway, the reason (laughs) that I was cranky was because I, the, we don't have a huge kitchen. The dishes were wicked piled up. I loaded some dishes into the dishwasher and then there was like a remainder of dishes in the sink. And I was like, let me just suck it up. And I put some gloves on and I tipped all of the gross water out of them. And I put them in the other side of the sink because I was like, let me let these dry out a little bit. And then when the dishwasher is done, I'll unload the dishwasher. I'll reload it with all of these now dry dishes and mm-hmm. then we'll be we'll be like clean slate. We'll be starting clean slate. I'm always trying to get a fucking clean slate going with the dishes where there is like mm-hmm. just no dishes to be done. It's like inbox zero, you know, when you, tr- you feel great because you got your, your email inbox. Anyway, in the like fucking two hours between when I tipped out all the dishes and left them to dry in the side of the sink that we never use, because the dishwasher was running, someone ran some water on the dishes and they filled back up with gross food water. And no. so that's what set me off for being cranky for like 48 hours. I don't know who did it. I'm sure it was very innocent. I'm sure they have no understanding of how much it repulses me to touch room temperature food water. It's probably not a thing for them. I also just like, can I be real with you? I grew up in... um I would not say that, like, our house was always clean. (laughs) We were not, you know what I mean? Like, that's just, we all have ADD, whatever. Yeah. Um, However, my personal thing is, like, I do not understand people who don't rinse dishes and put them in the dishwasher immediately. I, like, literally don't get it. And it drives me fucking insane. (laughs) Listen to me when I tell you that Mark Silverstein is a wonderful (laughs) co-parent and does so much for our children and basically like takes over and does so many things, you know, for that a lot of people would be like, I would kill if my partner did that. Right. Right. But when I tell you the man has never rinsed and put a dish immediately in the dishwasher ever in his life, not a pan, not a pot, not a dish, like it is the thing that is different for me than like, I, like I just, I don't, it's just really, it really bums me out. It really fucking bums me out. I'm not going to lie. Really One time I just posted a tweet so many years ago, just saying like, I'm talking to everyone who says that they're filling a pot or a dish up with water to soak and that you're going to come back and wash it later. You're You're lying. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to your family. (laughs) Stop lying. And this former colleague of mine that I worked with on a show, he's a screenwriter now, but I worked with him on a show years ago. And I 
he's not someone that's like in my life or whatever. But one day, like I want to say like five years later, he emailed me to be like, I went to run water in a dish to let it soak. And I thought about this tweet that he posted like five years ago and I washed it. And he was like, it haunts me. Because it's fucking true. It's true. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to your family. You're lying to your friends. No, I don't know. You're lying to the dish. Yeah. It's it's just one of those things. I Listen, I know there are different philosophies. I know there are different philosophies on dishwasher loading and when it should be run. And, you know, I'm like, team, if the dishwasher is 90% full, just run it. You know what I mean? Like if there's there's a moment. And like like I said, I do try to encourage slash gaslight myself by saying like, listen, all these dishes, it means that we eat at home a lot. That being said, I think the people that I love are very, um, they're, they're not worried about using too many dishes. You know, they're, they're not worried oh, about. Yeah. No, that was always my joke with Mark too, because he will, you know, he's a really good chef. He's a good cooker. Yeah. And he will use every pot and pan and dish that's ever been available. He's a, he's a goldfish when it comes to that, you know? <laughs> like how I'm a goldfish when it comes to um, stuff, closet space, stuff. Right, you know. right. I'll just keep buying stuff until I explode. Right. Um. Anyway, yeah, he will use all of the dishes. But also speaking of which, guys, we're just selling them all. <laughs> like selling all of the things. Um, anyway, that's why I was cranky this week. You don't have to get into why you were cranky, but that's what that's what set me off with the crankiness, the the um the food water. I don't I'm not a fan of food water. I don't think anyone's a fan of food water, but it bothers me more than it bothers other people, I think. I was really cranky about the some work stuff. A. Yeah. Um that was just fucking annoying to me. Yeah. Yeah. B. But it's fine and it's going to be fine. And I knew it was going to be fine. Yeah. Which was why it was like annoying. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, because yeah. you're just like, what are we doing, guys? Why are we spinning our wheels? Everybody. Right. Everyone. Right. What are we doing? So that's number one. Number two is that, I don't know. I was like annoyed by this guy. A guy. You were annoyed by a guy? That's shocking, guys. <laughs> Fucking truly shocking. I was annoyed by this guy. And I sort of, I'm continued to be, I think, annoyed by it. But it is what it is. And I have to like, just, you know, understand that, okay, I just have to like, it's a bummer. But what it it is what it is. Yeah, and I don't know. I just feel like nothing ever changes with people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, everyone's just the same. <laughs> like it's it, I don't know. It just is like. Ugh. It is a weird thing, I think, when, and I think this happens, like, as an adult and, like, a, like a you know, you've been an adult for a while now. But I think yeah. it's something that happens, well, I'll say in your 40s where you realize that, like, 
There's only like seven types of people, you know? Ain't that And everybody is someone that you've seen or known before. Yeah. And like, that's not necessarily a bad thing, honestly. No. It really isn't. No. Um, But also just like, I don't know. People are just fucking wild, man. Like you can, I feel like I'm such a clear communicator at this point that it's so confusing to me when people try to like gaslight me about stuff now. Cause I'm just like, what? What do you think? <laughs> what? What are yeah. you doing? Stop. Right. right. And also like so many things are just about other people and not about you. Like right. even your, you know, and especially like your own things. Yeah. Like you're like, that's just about me. Right. If you've done enough, enough therapy, you should be able to identify when things are honestly like your own thing or when they're someone else's. Right. And it it's helpful because then you don't take things as personally, but it doesn't mean they don't suck. Yeah. And it's you know? also like, then I, it always makes me have questions. Like I have things that I try to do in those situations because you can only control how you react to those situations. Mm -hmm. But I never know, you know, I'm such a, like a data person. I want to know that I'm doing the correct thing, you know? So I know what I would say in a situation where someone's trying to gaslight me. But yeah, it, it's a series of exercises that you didn't sign on to participate in. And so like, what do you do? You know, like, how do you, do you try to just end it? Do you try to like get them to admit that they're wrong and try to make it right or whatever, but you can't, you know, so you, you can only, I don't know. That's what, it always sends me spinning being like, am I yeah. doing the right thing? Right. Exactly. And you don't know. Right. And you don't know. Right. And the only way, the only way you end up knowing is like when it becomes clear. Right. <laughs> You can't know till you know. Right. Then you know. Right. So I feel like kind of the same way right now too. Because I sort of was just like, I'm just going to make, I'm going to like call this and just be like, I don't want to be friends with this person. I don't want to be, I don't, I'm like, it's a bummer. Like yeah. I actually, no, I mean, I do want to be friends but with this person and like whatever, but I'm like, but I can't, this feels like it's like emotional whiplash, this relationship which it's not, that's not a great friendship. Right. Actually, that's not a friendship at all. Right. Like, I have zero friends that either one of us would text the other one something to the effect of like, hey, I really need like a moment for myself. <laughs> like, that's, you don't do that with friends. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's like a very bizarre, I mean, it, maybe somebody does. Does somebody? Do, do you think I have ha I have, well... I can tell you that. And I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I did have one friend one time who was like a colleague kind of friend, started uh -huh. as like a colleague, somebody that I had gone to bat for to like get a job for. And it's, it was one of those weird situations where this person was ultimately like doing great, doing way better than I could ever dream of doing sometimes. And then sometimes, you know, like all of us, you know, between jobs or whatever, blah, 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 blah. So I guess this was at a point where this person felt like they were not doing great at all and that I was doing better than them, which I don't, I don't really 
keep track of that, so I don't even know. But the friend did invite me to drinks, and I thought it was just like friend drinks. And the, it wound up being like an explanation of why they had unfollowed me on social media. And like to the person's credit, they just said it's because like I can't, like I just can't right now because I'm not doing well and everything's great for you. And it just like hurts me too much. And I was like, what a fucking weird thing that like you made me come to drinks for this to like, t- like a, I didn't even know that you had unfollowed me because again, like I'm not paying attention to that. Well, I have to say to that, like you have to do a lot of work to figure out if people have unfollowed you. Yeah. You have to like, if it's, especially if it's like a friend or a work person, like a, you have to unfollow them and then see if it right. says follow back or not. Right. Which right. is like, Who's fucking wasting their goddamn precious moments on this great green earth by like going around and unfollowing and then seeing if people still have a follow back? And then like like Jesus. Yes. Yeah, so Guys, anyway. if you're doing that, I gotta tell you something. You need to you need to go to pottery. You need to get a hobby. <laughs> you gotta like you gotta put it somewhere else. Cause that is like that is like that is like no one needs that in their life. You don't need it in your life. And I also I don't give was a fuck just, if, it, if people unfollow me. I don't give a fuck if people mute me. Yeah. Also, because n- social media isn't real life, and it's not like. And you should never like, know. It's like it, it, it's like if I uh, asked the New Yorker to drinks to let them know that I wasn't going to continue my subscription. Like they don't give a shit, you know. Like okay, um, but I will say that I thought it was kind of weird, and I thought it was like. I don't know, to like, I just think that you're, if you're really friends with someone, you're there to celebrate when their life is great and you're there to pull them up when their life isn't great. Well, our friend Rabbi Sharon would definitely say that. Yeah. And so like, I was like, not only can this person not celebrate for me right now when my life is like quote unquote going well because it's like making them feel like competitive and bitter or whatever. But also like, I feel like them bringing me here to tell me this is like a way to try to hurt me. And I was- A hundred percent. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, it's just weird. It doesn't really hurt me in any way. But then that person like continued to do like a couple other fucking weird things. And I was like, this person's just a weirdo. But anyway, that's really my only friend that has ever done anything. Not That's not true. I've had plenty of friends that have done weird shit, but that is the one that sticks out in my memory the most. But like, yeah. I mean, and also we can, obviously in that story, like it's, a hundred percent about that other person. Yeah. The problem becomes, by the way, the problem wasn't that the person unfollowed you because they couldn't deal with their own shit. The problem was that they needed to then make you aware of that thing because they wanted you to feel some way about it. Right. Right? Right. And I think that that's kind of true with this guy because like... (laughs) Whatever, because I don't need a text telling me that. Like, yeah, just fucking take a beat for yourself, take man. Your, like, don't, I don't don't take respond. your fucking time. I don't give a fuck. Like, I actually have billions of things happen. I'm getting a colonoscopy tomorrow. Do you know exactly. what I mean? I have other things that are going on. I would have never known that you need a fucking beat for just take a fucking beat for yourself. I don't know. Do your own fucking shit. You have don't an involve important me in it. Date with Guess your own what? ass. 
don't, don't, I really do. Yeah. Don't like, I don't need, this doesn't need to be something I'm involved in. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. You're only telling me because you're, you want to elicit some kind of thing to like from me. Yeah. Either you're like a seer or right. Right. Or you're asserting like that you're controlling the situation. Right. Right. You're controlling the friendship and the situation by by doing that. Okay. Right. Well, I'm not interested in that. I actually don't have a lot of friends that like pull weird fucking power dynamics with me in friendships. Right. But the truth is, it's like, yeah, we're, that's just not how you treat people that you're friends with, that you like. It's very it weird. Like, it's well, that's weird. the thing. And that's why you can spot it as like, and I think, well, here's what's interesting, right? Because it's like a male-female friendship. And that is a little, um, that might be where I would get tricked into being like, because it, it's kind of like a relationshipy thing to do in a friendship, which like you might be tricked, you know? But like, if a if a woman did that to me in like a female friendship, I would feel super weird about it. I would pitch it as an article to the cut, you know, <laughs> like I would, totally, you know, but where it's like male, female, it might have tricked me for a second into like, which is like, that's my own trip. Right. But like women don't do like, like my girlfriends, my good girlfriends would be like, I can look on my phone right now and say like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry I didn't respond to your last few texts. I have something going on. Here's what it is. And like, and then that becomes like an invitation to like live that experience with them as a friend and through the lens of your friendship. Oh my God, a hundred percent. And by the way, now that I'm thinking about it, like that literally is the thing that happens with my friends all the fucking time. Right. And things I've had to like stuff I've had to, or texts I've had to send eventually to people that right. I like, that I'm like friends with or friendly-ish with or whatever, have whatever level of friendship right. with where I'm like, hey, I'm really sorry. I know I like sort of disappeared for a second. I saw your invitation to the thing. I wasn't in a place where I could like respond. This da 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 right. da can we get coffee next week? Right. Totally. Right. But like the way that this person was... And then, and so I was just like, hey, listen, I don't think this is for me. Like, I can't, Yeah. like, we're, I don't think we're going to have well, any kind of relationship here because I can't, this isn't. It's putting isn't it on work. you, saying like you need a moment for yourself is saying like, I don't have the time to well, give you all of the yeah, things that well, you need from me. Yes. Which is like, I'm, but also you're answering a question I never asked. Right. I'm not asking for anything. Right. Like, do you know what I mean? That's a right. preemptive, like, you are too much. Right. You're too much. What you want, what you're asking, what you what you need from me is too much. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, then just my existence is too much. Then, then right. this is, like, never going to work. Right. Because if you think that, like, you can't just, like, not text me back for, like, several days and then just be like, oh, my God, my weekend was insane because da-da-da-da-da. Like, I don't give a fuck, dude. Right. Like, anyway... So, but I did send like a text that was like, because it's like the third third or fourth time that this person has kind of done this to me. I'm just like, dude. Nah. And we haven't known each other that long. That's the right. other thing. Right. Is that like, we, 
kind of like we're going to date me, but like we don't live in the same place. Right. This is a guy that was, I was like kind of seeing in LA a little yeah. bit. But like, we don't live in the same place. Neither one of us are interested in long distance relationship. You know, I had one. It's a fucking drag. Right. It's not for me. Like, right. and no one wants it. Right. And so we sort of were like, came to this place of like, but we really like each other. And so like, let's try to like, just be, we can have like a friendship and like, we have a lot in common. We've got yeah. like similar, whatever, fucking whatever. Yeah. And, but then just this weirdness of like doing this thing where they're like sending me texts preemptively being like, hey, I really, I gotta, I gotta just take, I gotta, I'm gonna be gone for, a few, I'm not gone. Like I, I can't reach out for, I'm like, okay, I'm okay. not asking you. To, okay. Uh, yeah. Sounds good. So anyway, I did. I woke up like really early because I was just fucking annoyed by that. <laughs> It is. I'm sorry that that happened. It's just like, it's just weird. And like, even though you 100% know it's not about you, it's about the other person. Like people just do weird things. I think like having the power of communication the way that we do now also breaks people's brains and makes people like, I've had friends who have like gone through breakups and they like just high school friends or whatever have gone through divorces and they treat it like it's a celebrity divorce where they like have to put out statements about it and stuff. And I'm like, just because we all have the power of the press like via Facebook in our hand. Like you don't have to tell us no. that like there was cheating and there was, lo- you know, you can just, you don't even have to tell us anything. You can just post a picture with like your new boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, you know, like. Or you could just, or you could just um relationship status. Yeah, just, you know, or do nothing. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm but kidding. it's so weird. But or you I think, don't have to do a fucking thing. I also People think feel entitled to the information though, you know that. It's true. It's true. Which, you know, we could we could talk about that too. Like people ask really bold questions, I feel like yes. nowadays, which are like something that they would comment on a post by the cut about a celebrity. And now sometimes people will just like flat out say it to your face or whatever. Yes, and you're like, 100%. wow, the internet broke your brains. But I also think that like, I think some people think that they're being really excellent and honest communicators when in fact they're just like skating over social skills and social graces, which are like two different things, and being actually kind of rough and hurtful in the name of being honest. Well, that's what, yes. And that's what I literally said to this guy. I was like, look, like, I just, this behavior is hurtful to me. Like when you, like 10 minutes after we've talked on the phone, send me a text saying like, you need a beat for yourself where I'm like, we just talked on the phone as friends. We're not dating. Right. I don't think we're dating. I went on a date the night before with somebody here. Like, right. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'm not in any, under any sort of dilute, but to treat me like, you think I am under, like when we've been very clear, our community, I feel like we were very clear about what the like that you're not, situation was. Yeah. Situationship. No, whatever. Maybe the situation for them was different and they were like, maybe they, uh, listen, you know me, I'm always going to try to think of what the other person's motivation is, even when they don't deserve it. And even when they're doing bad shit to me, I try to think of like why they could possibly be doing. But like... Well, that's why I like, to be honest with you, because he sent me this text on Saturday. Yeah. 
I didn't respond until yesterday morning. Good. When I was just like, because I was, for a second, I was like, uh, I'm going to like think of this from a bunch of different angles. But then yeah. when I was like, thought about it and and I have seen this pattern, yeah. the, you know, and, and, but, and most importantly, the pattern of how it makes me feel. Right. Which is that it makes me feel bad. Yeah. And it makes me feel insecure. And like, and like, I, am I asking for something that I don't think I'm asking for? Yeah. Am I like, am I doing a thing that's not cool? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. And when I had that realization that like, oh, you know what? It actually doesn't matter what his reasoning for doing it is. It makes me feel bad and I don't like it. And like, so while I thought, it's, I don't know, I, while I thought one thing could be right. possible, like in having a friendship with this person, like obviously it's not possible. Right. Because I don't want to feel bad. Right. It's not, that's not worth it. Right. I've been in enough fucking relationships that make me feel bad <laughs> with men. You know what I mean? Here's what I do know. Sometimes you try to get to the bottom in your own mind of what someone could be thinking. And the truth is you just, could never know. So like it doesn't and the truth is it doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter. Because if it, it doesn't makes matter. you feel like shit, it right. makes you feel like shit. It doesn't matter. And to be fair, you know, I had that other guy friend, I feel like we talked about like I don't know, six months, no, four months, three who whenever knows? we talked about it. Who a guy friend who was like really shitty at communication and I was like feeling hurt by it too. Yeah. yeah. And that friend, when I like confronted them about it. They like actually were like, ugh, I see that. I get that. That sucks. Yeah. And yeah. I will try to like be better about checking in and talking about, you know, whatever. Yeah. That person like responded. Yeah. You know, in a way. This guy literally texted me back and was like, I feel like I've been very honest about where I'm at in my I feel like I've been very communicate or clear about where what I'm capable, oh, no, wait, what I'm, what I'm capable. I feel like I've been very clear about what I'm capable of. I'm sorry if it makes you feel weird, but like these were all the things that were happening this weekend and da 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 da. And I was like, okay. I haven't responded because it doesn't even matter. Right. Because also you didn't need to send the text where it's like, I need a beat for myself, which makes me, which. Just that alone right. makes it sound like I'm too much like and I'm asking, asking too, much. too much. Yes. Yeah. And that and then like I don't know, whatever. And then to say like I've been very clear. Okay, well fine. It sounds like very martyry. You know what I mean? Like I just need a beat for myself. Like like this person has devoted the past 10 years of their life life to your needs or whatever. Like it's just very it's over dramatic, it's melodramatic in my opinion. And I don't know. I don't know what your half of like whatever preceded him saying this or whatever, but I'm telling you, like, it just sounds to me like it's all this person. Like, maybe what was going on in his mind between the two of you is different than what you even understand. Like, maybe he had a different vision for what your relationship was or whatever. Or maybe he's, like, the kind of person that just can't handle a benign conversation with a friend without, like, taking on every piece of emotional baggage. I don't know, but that's about him. It's not about you, you know? Right. Like... 
Which is what I said. I'm like, is this, I mean, I didn't respond to his non-response really to my <laughs> thing. But I was just like, okay, I get that. I get that this isn't about me, but this, but it makes me feel away, yeah. and that yeah. is about me. Yeah. And so I have to like pull the plug. Yeah. On this because I don't want to like feel bad. It's not worth it for me to feel bad. I don't No. I'm like, I have enough I feel bad about all the time, guys. Right. I don't need some fucking as as the kids say, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. I'm well, not gonna say it. What were you gonna say? I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> You just you don't need any bush league power moves in like a like a, a pen pal situation chip. No, fuck that. No, fuck it. Fuck that. Fuck it. It also like stuff like that. I do think like you know I have a tendency to do that with like people that I meet in a way to like date or become romantic with. And then I like, that doesn't work out. And so then I just like become friends with them. And I do that a lot because I don't know why I do that a lot, but I do. Yeah. Um, But I think because I, well, no, because I like people and like, I like having yeah. friends and I make friends a lot. I make yeah. new friends a lot. Um, And so I guess I've sort of viewed this last period of time in my life is like, oh, maybe I could also, I can also meet people that I can be friends with or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that it gets too confusing sometimes for maybe everyone involved, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because even if it's like I'm being too sensitive because I, you know, we did like each other. Yeah. In the beginning, you know, like because we do like each other or did like each other in that way or yeah. like whatever to date yeah. first, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it yeah. actually doesn't matter yeah. if I'm being too sensitive or whatever. It just, I don't know. Again. Oh, better help. Better help. This show is brought to you by better help. I think that's a good one. I think that's a good one. I love it. <laughs> um, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, therapy. Yes. Everyone should be, to be honest. I know. But some people are weird. They're not weird. <laughs> I mean, some people are like, they get like, it's too difficult to figure out how to do it, where to go, right. how to find a therapist. My insurance doesn't cover therapy, this blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they're in their yeah. head about whether or not therapy is even possible for them. And that's where BetterHelp comes in so much handy. <laughs> so much handy. So much handy. Um, because it's, because honestly, because BetterHelp is designed to be very convenient and flexible, suited to your schedule. They do everything they can to make it possible for everyone who wants to get therapy to get therapy. To check um, it out. It out. really lowers the barrier of entry to a point yes. where I feel 100% comfortable. Because getting started is always the hardest part for me. And so if somebody helps me out getting started, I'm great. I'm off to the races. The other thing that's great about it is that it's, you know, entirely online. 
and you fill out a questionnaire and they match you with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. They just make it very easy. The entire experience is like so stress-free, right? which of course, that's what you want therapy to be, right? Stress-free, right? Look, therapy doesn't, it doesn't have to be for just people who've experienced like huge loss or trauma or whatever. In fact, I do think that therapy is so useful for everyone because without question, all of us are going to be faced with difficult times in our lives. Right. And if you have the skills, if you build up, um, you know, sort of like the language around therapy and being used to talking about feelings, dealing with feelings, um, you know, coping. You'll be prepared for life. You'll be prepared You'll be prepared, yes, for for life because we all are dealing with all of these things all the time. Anyway, guys, you've got nothing to lose except maybe some anxiety, you know. Count me in. Or stress. And you can celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash busy today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash busy. I want to talk about something that like maybe, I hope I'm talking about it the right way, but okay. So Eli, when he was a kid, he was diagnosed with ADHD. And then as everybody knows, when you have like those neurodivergent things, like there's a lot of things that are um, co comorbid with, that means that you have things in addition to comorbid. having- Comorbidities. 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 So, so there's uh-huh. often like many neurodivergent comorbidities. So Eli had like nonverbal learning disability, which always was confusing to me, but it means like literally you have a hard time learning things that don't have to do with words, which I think is also, <laughs> it became a big joke in our family. I think Matt probably also had it before they really had like a name for it. Um, Eli's big symptom of nonverbal learning disability, I think the clue is that when he was a kid, he couldn't jump. Like he thought that he was jumping, but he wasn't jumping. And then Matt was like, oh, this is like very similar to, I had to go to um, special physical education because I couldn't skip when I was his age. And so uh, like, that was a big deal. Oh my God. And of course, there's a number of TikToks about like adults who can't skip. So clearly this is something that's going on with a lot of... um a lot of people. But one of the things that they told us is that um, about like all of these, you know, issues that Eli was having as a kid is that he was going to have a hard time discerning intent from people sometimes. Like that he would meet someone that I would like look at the person maybe and characterize like, I don't trust this person. Their motives seem a little janky to me, but that he was going to have a hard time with that, a harder time. Oh God, Birdie has this. Yes. You know Birdie has this. And so there would be times. And also, you guys, we cut it out, my conversation with Birdie, but she did make reference to the fact that somebody passed her a ball to kick and she's like, you know, I can't kick. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so yes. So we would find Eli like 
being like hung over a railing of the of like the marina by a bunch of bullies that like he thought were his friends like getting ready yeah. to drop him in the ocean and he'd be like laughing and we'd be like hey buddy they weren't like being friendly to you they were actually like bullying you you know but there's also something beautiful about it in that i think that before he learned that you can't trust everyone, he thought the best of everyone, which I thought was beautiful. Like even a misunderstood bully, Eli would come to them with an open heart and be like, maybe I can be friends with this person, you know? Mm. And um, and I think like over time, he it was a shame because like he learned that you can't just trust everyone and that you do have to try to protect yourself the best way that you can. And I think for him, it manifested in the fact that he always hung out with adults a lot more than he did kids because, like, for the most part, moms aren't going to bully you and dangle you over the ocean, you know, the way that, like, maybe some guys in your class are going to. Yeah, that's why Birdie, likes prefers adults. Yes. And, like, oh, my God. But what I will... make me cry. What I will say is that I think... I think a lot of us, to some degree, probably have similar situations where we can't always discern the intent of everyone. Um, and and it's especially hard when you're going through a big change in your life. And also, I think that, like, we're all craving some novelty in our lives because we've Wait, been, you like— know that- Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, we've all been trapped in our houses and trapped in pandemics and various, like, tragedies, you know? But I think that also, like, your life is changing. Like, you're getting out of a marriage and entering into the dating scene. And I do think that, well, we've talked about this before. You're a little bit of a runner. You like novelty. And you, like you just said, you like to meet new people. And I think you're coming at it with, like, an open-heartedness of, like, you know, well, if it doesn't work out romantically, I can be friends with all of these people. And it just, I think it's a bummer. It, like, it does remind me of our kids that we're talking about where they're, like, approaching everything with this open-heartedness and this trust. Well, except that mine is the opposite. I always assume that people have bad intentions. <laughs> and and honestly, so does Birdie at this point. Yeah, she well, doesn't that's what understand. Yes. She doesn't understand, can't really... T- okay, she has like a crush on somebody at school and like texted me the other day, was sort of like panicked. Uh, this person has a crush back on the bird, for sure. They're, it's sweet. But Birdie was like which was like confirmed by a friend. Okay. You guys see, I'm telling you, I know too much gossip. <laughs> um, but Birdie like texted me because she was worried that he was like saying hi to her to make fun of her. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, baby girl. Like that's not, that's no. But that's what I'm saying. Like right. we that both have that. Have learned not to trust. We both have learned learned that. Yes. Right. That is right. But but you're but trying to be open hearted. Yes. 
And it's hard. It's a battle because you have learned that you just can't trust some people. And that's what's so sad for me is that it can't just be like, you can't just trust, you know? Well, I mean, I will say like the first time this guy did that, I mean, this is this is like the third time yeah. that they've sent me something like this where yeah. I then feel bad. I like kind of spiral and feel bad. And I'm like, wait, this is weird and yeah. whatever. And the first, but the first two times I was like, well, maybe I'm not reading this right. right. You know what I mean? Maybe right. this is just about me, not. But the third time I'm like, this no. is fucking weird. You got to stop it. Fuck it. I, mean, I can't, I Fuck can't it. do this anymore. You have plenty of friends and you'll make 10 more. Dude, I have so many fucking friends. (laughs) (laughs) You just really don't need it. You really don't need it. But it sucks. It's a bummer. I just, I don't know. And it's like also very ballsy because it's like, (sighs) I just feel like, yeah, people in your life are gonna make you feel bad. There's gonna be times when your best friend in the world is gonna make you feel bad. But that person has like put in the time to like earn the right to even get close to the area where they had enough power to make you feel bad about something. So the fact that like a fucking noob is trying to make you feel bad about yourself or like saying things in the realm of what could make you feel bad about yourself, fuck that person. Yeah. Boo. Yeah, but also like, yeah, it sucks. It just sucks. Well, I'm sorry about it that. Just I just, I yeah. wish I could say like something like wave a magic wand and be like, just forget all about it. But I know that's not how it goes. It's not how it goes for me. Yeah. It is also, yeah, it's just a bummer. It's a bummer. That is a bummer. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I know. Well, what are you doing your best at this week, do you think? Well, I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that thing. Maybe just like realizing that I can just, I can actually just set a boundary for myself so that I don't continue to feel bad. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can just say like, oh, actually I can remove myself from this because this, it's not, Yeah. this isn't just continuing to make me, this is now repeatedly, not continuing. Sir, not only can you have a moment, you can have all the moments back. You can have... In the words of Casey Musgraves, you can have your space. <laughs> uh, I do love that song. Well, she's great. Casey Musgraves You is can great. have your space, cowboy. <laughs> I need to do fucking karaoke is what I need to do. Oh, yeah. You got to get into Over. it. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to come to LA this weekend. I have to be there next week for a meeting. Yeah. But... There's like this, it's annoying. There's like this break at Birdie's school that we're like, and kids have to, you can't, you can, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here kind yeah, of thing, you know? Yeah. Like the, and, like the holdovers, Oscar nominated film. <laughs> oh, right. I haven't seen it. It's really that good. That Emily Beebe hates, hates that guy. Oh, really? And, uh, hates Paul Giamatti. Oh, well, she like gets, I know she, Emily has like a whole thing. I don't know. I haven't watched it, guys. Don't yell at me. Okay. Um, but she has like a whole thing about him in that movie because she feels like it's so gross. And I'm oh, like, I don't know what I you're talking about, but movie. whatever. I want to see it. I think it looks great. But, um, but so like Bird the holdovers. Leave school. But so, 
so they're taking like the full-time boarders. They're going on this like ski trip. Okay. And I'm not going to lie. Again, as we were just talking about non-verbal learning disorder. Is that what you called it? I think so. Yeah. Whatever. There's no world in which Bernie's skiing. That's like outrageous. <laughs> insane. And, um, and, uh, and also, it's like a lot of travel for the ski trip. Yeah. Like, it's like weirdly a lot of travel. Yeah. And her like best friends are respectively all going to their homes Got to it. see their families. Got it. So we were like, at, in the beginning, we were like, just stay, like stay and go to the ski trip. Like, just right. do the ski trip because it's just easier or whatever. Yeah. But then when we really thought about it, we're like, is that easier? And like, if she just wants a break, come home and lay in her bed and see the cats. It's not like that much more travel for her to come here. Right. Than this, whatever this like weird ski trip thing that they're doing is. Truly. Yeah. So she's coming back. So now my plans are changed because I'm not going to like leave town if she's coming here for three days. Right. Um. So I'm trying to decide if I'm going to go like Sunday when she leaves. Probably that's what I'll do. Got it. Um, that's probably what I'll do. Got it. So you'll yeah. be here next week. Just yeah. a little later. Yeah, but I had plans this weekend. I was excited to go, but whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, are they things that can be rescheduled or not really? No, not really, but it's okay. But it's <laughs> how long are you, you going to be... be able to like roll with the punches? Yeah, you got to you know roll with I mean? it. How long are you going to be in LA for? I don't know, but I do have to be back here next Friday for the stuff from the storage unit getting delivered everywhere. Oh, exciting. Is it? I mean, in a way, in, in the same way that all of our flooring being delivered tomorrow is exciting. It's, it's progress towards something that we said we wanted. Progress. And Kirsten got a handyman who's going to come and fix the Roman shade situation. <laughs> That's good. Listen, installing something on uh, into the ceiling, that's a whole different thing than installing something into the wall. You know, like it's just, it's physics, you know? And so you can't beat yourself up for something. I'm not going to. Failing. Um, what are you doing your best at this week? Well... I have been talking about wanting to get my face lasered. Oh, yeah, you have. But I didn't, I'm not doing that, but I just used a little device, like a little home device, and I did burn my face a little bit. I felt a little like you. Um, so I'm not doing my best at where I burned the side of my face with... Uh, oh, my God. Remember when I, like, literally peeled half my face off? And yeah. It was, like, right before my um, screen test for like makeup test for Girls 5 out of season one. Yeah, not great. So, you know, and I'm always like, you can't be scared of everything, whatever, whatever. But I did like burn my face a little tiny (laughs) bit. Um, What kind of device is it? It's like, I don't even want to say the company because like it, but it's like, it's a laser. It's like a, it's a at home laser 
fucking love anti-aging fucking love device. Um, and yeah. I probably used it improperly, like if I'm being honest, or like my, or, or I'm too sensitive. Who knows? Who the fuck knows? But I did burn myself a little bit. Now, will I stop doing it? That's the no. question. That's no, the question. Yeah. Um, because like, I don't, like going to get my face professionally lasered is A, expensive, and B, it's gonna like take me out for a few days, you know? Um, do I ever go anywhere where it would matter that my face was all crusted up and fell off? No, but still, it when I got it done would be immediately before I would like have somewhere to go for one time in my life. Um, the truth is like I haven't, I haven't really been doing my best at all. And uh, I've just been, you know, like I said, cranky about dishes. And my husband's like super husband putting in a floor. And like while he was doing that, I didn't even get dressed because it was like, it was the weekend and... So I was in a bathrobe and I didn't want to, like, I couldn't get past in the hallway where all the flooring stuff was or I didn't want to, like, walk past where he was working. And so I just stayed in my bathrobe on the sofa all day. And I even turned on the fireplace and even, like, took a nap at one point in the middle of the day, which is very unlike me. And... um yeah. So like, is that doing your best? I mean, I guess, I guess like embracing taking a nap and just chilling out while someone else is like working their balls off. The one thing I will say is that I had this bathrobe on and I did fall asleep on the sofa and I have been living in a little bit of fear that like the robe fell open and like one of my kids like <laughs> saw bush or whatever. You know what I mean? And so... They're too polite to say anything about it, but there's a good chance that that happened. And uh, so, I don't know. We'll see. That's Consider a weird... the apology, guys. Th- it's a weird thing to, like, <laughs> walk around your house with that acknowledgement that, like, it, there's a good chance that my kids saw my pubes, like, while I was passed out on the sofa. And... I guess it's different, but I don't know. My kids see mine all the time. Totally. But like, we're just, we're not, we're like a never nude kind of family. So, you know, we're a whole, I'm a, I'm a 100% always been. And like with girls seeing it. And also I think like young women seeing their moms is different. I certainly never did. I never saw a part of my mother's body, but adult guys, like maybe more than anyone don't want to see a single mom pube. I understand. Um, so I don't, I mean, who, here's what, like, they could just decide that they need to move out like once and for all. And that then honestly, that would solve a huge amount of the, the dishes problem. But, you know, in this economy, I don't know if it's going to happen. So it might just be that they will just have to, um, block it out of their mind. In this economy? In this economy, you might have to see your mom's pubes if she passes out on the sofa. <laughs> and you will just have to block it out of your mind. So fucking dumb. And keep living in the house with your parents. So Maybe that's what I should respond to that guy and be like, listen, I totally get it. But in this economy, <laughs> I'm out. And for that reason, sharks, it's going to be a pass. I'm out. 
<laughs> so I don't know. So I, that's, I mean, in a way, I feel like that's doing my best. Just being like, I'm just going to fucking take a nap on the sofa in my robe. Yeah, I do think it's like taking care of yourself. Yeah, which it's just like, it's not something. And I kept saying thank you to my husband for like letting me take a nap. And he was like, what are you talking? Like, you're, you don't have to thank me for letting you take a nap. It was like, the reason I even needed a nap is so stupid. It was because we tried to wash a rug in the washing machine late at night and the washing machine became unbalanced and it kept setting off an alarm. And for whatever reason, like I kept trying to address it in the middle of the night and I was so asleep, I couldn't figure out what to do. So eventually I just turned off the washing machine. But then again, because four adults live in the house, someone turned the washing machine back on. So it started the alarm cycle all over. That's why I needed a nap. It wasn't just because like I'm in my 50s and middle-aged and, you know, I needed a nap because I had gotten up several times to not successfully deal with uh, a a washing machine imbalance code. But anyway, is that interesting? Is that a good podcast? I don't think so. Anyway... The upshot I is, know. I guess I, I took a nap and like, that's, you know, that's, that's what you did your best at. I needed week. to do it. And like, if someone saw some pubes, I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I don't even, yeah. Again, in this economy, they just have to understand price of admission. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, that I wasn't like, uh, could I have put on underwear before? Yes, I 100% could have. But that would have been one more piece of laundry that I would have been washing. And so that's in this economy, I did not put on underwear. No. And, you know, and so here we are. Here we are, here in, we this, are. in this place. In this economy. Yeah. And so now, now for the rest of the week, I'll just have to do my, my best hoping that like, you know, that I can get over the idea that I might've flashed someone in my family who didn't want to get flashed and like just trying to forget about it and like move past it and live with it and like hoping that they can too. And, you know, that's just where we are. It's just where we're at. Wait, I have to be so bad. Go ahead. All the liquids. All the liquids for your liquid diet. Yeah, I'll be right back. Okay. I think I have to drink that stuff now. You're like, is it perium or prep? I don't know what the fuck it is. I think it makes you shit everything out. Ugh. Right? Probably. I've never, I had the kind where you um, just sent your poop in a bucket to the, which I know isn't like a, a thorough colonoscopy. We, I mean, I did that too. Yeah. I, I'm like... I mean, you have like more colon issues than I do. So. I do. Yeah. I know. But I'm like, do I need to do this colonoscopy? Why am I doing it? It's just annoying me. Just do it. But all my other stuff, all my tests came back normal. Except mm-hmm. for like I have high elevated, I have some elevated whatever cell thing, which he's like is autoimmune or... yeah. You're fighting an infection. Yeah. But since we know I have autoimmune right. stuff. Right. Probably that. Just <laughs> it's probably that. get the colonoscopy. You'll feel... I know. I'm just going to do it. I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing it. I have to. I have IBS. I've had... This is like my fourth colonoscopy in my life, I think. Fourth? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. That's a lot. That's a lot yeah. of... Third. Third. Okay. I think it's my third. Yeah. Um... Someday it'll be like you can just go get a colonoscopy at the mall. Like the you'll just like 
drink a smoothie and like... I don't think so. It'll have a camera in it and it'll just send a video to your phone of what's happening in your colon. I'm sure. I don't think so. I think think it's going to happen. Listen, I'm always right about this shit. I'm always... I'm a no futurist. pun intended. No pun intended. I wait. You know what? I think that that might be that might be fair, because all of these things that are like popping up now, yeah. are the like like solace healthcare yeah. and like bleed blue and like whatever they're called. Yeah. All of these different places, which are like they're kiosks. Where <laughs> they're well, they're like it's. I think that like what what these things have figured out is that like. You know, insurance is so bad and people can't, like, to, you have to buy your own insurance so much now, right? Right, right. And yeah. so these places are like, instead of that, just pay us right. X amount a month and then you can come and, like, get tests and get blood work and whatever. Yeah, and it That's feels the like idea a, it feels like a bargain. It. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 But I mean, it is kind of like when you consider how much it fucking is to, like, do anything. Right. Right. Yeah, they're trying to do like, it seems like they're trying to do a bulk business where they're like, oh, it costs us less to do these tests because we, you know, you don't have to fight for them, whatever. It'll be interesting, but I do predict here. Here's my theory. You know how you can like take a photo at a party at the photo booth and then they text you the photo. That's where I Mm -hmm. think we're going with like colon imaging. Healthcare? Yeah. Colon imaging? Yeah. Really? I think that... You're going to go to some booth, either swallow a camera or like pose. Your colon's going to pose for some type of camera and then they'll just send it to your phone later and be like, use this hashtag if you want to post this to your social media to promote us. But here's your colon. (laughs) It'll be like really fun lighting and like, you know. Sure. That's what I, that's. I, I feel like mm, this is mm, happening. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and then you get your colonoscopy. Um, All right. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Whatever. you have to drink your stuff. And then I guess you'll just spend the rest of the day in your apartment near your bathroom. Yeah. I might go back to the townhouse just because I have the nice Japanese toilet there. That makes sense. That all makes sense. Warm seat. Warm seat. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so glad to have the warm seated toilet back after the floor installation because here I am like, we had to use the boys' bathroom and like, no offense, boys, but like their toilet isn't as fancy as the one that we bought with credit card points. And so I'm always standing in front of a cold toilet seat waiting for it to automatically open and it's not happening. And so that's what I'm most grateful to my husband for, getting my toilet back under my my butt. Yeah, yeah. But we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. And uh, we have some guests coming up. There's some some guests booking into our calendar, Guys, but we're sorry, it's we're like, sorry. We don't we don't owe anyone an apology for it. We tried no. to get someone this week, but it just didn't work out. But it's someone that I'm excited to talk to. So, you know, totally. Yeah, the guests are coming. If you like guests, some people don't even listen to the guests. They tell us they fast forward through them. So I don't know. We're just trying to give you a variety of 
formats and offerings and there are guests coming that I think that you'll you'll like but we'll let you know yeah maybe the points guy maybe the points guy I would love to talk to him he was on our calendar at one point well maybe we should just parlay maybe I don't need to have lunch with the points guy maybe we just do podcasts with the points guy podcast yeah but I do feel like the points guy will get a free lunch so you know maybe he can show me how to get a free lunch. (laughs) Because by the way, I just want to say, this is so funny and this, maybe we have to, no, we don't. But no, I think I did. Did I already tell you this? That like I met Eric Gurian for brunch and he like forgot his wallet. And I was like, dude, this is a write-off for you. Like what? So rude. Did you make him Venmo you? No, I should have. You should because then he can, yeah, he can like put it on his taxes. Although I think it's a write-off for you too. But the thing is, you shouldn't have to write it off. He should. Yeah. Yeah. He should. <sighs> but we love you, Eric Gurry, and I'm sure you're listening I mean, to this, best. LOL. The best. <laughs> Lol. He's not listening at all. Yeah, listen. It's all happening. It's all happening. Yeah, and who knows? We'll uh, maybe we'll have exciting things to tell you in the future. We fucking better, Casey. We better. I swear to God, we better. <laughs> we better have some fucking exciting thing to tell you guys next week. <gasps> my God! Oh my God! All right, we love you, and we'll talk to you very love soon. You. Bye. Oh, no.